3: yeah,
4: yeah! It's time to wake up.
3: <laughs> it's five and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Oh,
5: yes. Welcome in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Was that the Golden State Warriors I saw last night at Chase Center? Was it was that the team? Did the Golden State Warriors finally stand up? Shout out Slim Shady. I think they did. I haven't seen that Warriors team since last season when they were winning a championship. I haven't seen that type of Warriors performance like I saw last night at Chase Center as the Warriors took down the New Orleans Pelicans, 120-109, to 109 and the final score doesn't even indicate what the hell happened in this game, and we're going to be breaking it all down right here on the pregame show at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Brandon Ingram, Klay Thompson, Steve Kerr, everything. There's so many little intricate storylines from this entire game that we can dive into. But the biggest one and the main one is they got the freaking dub. Because that first half, it was atrocious. You ended it on a horrible foul call on Brandon Ingram. And you thought, okay, well, it can't get any worse than that, right? Well, it didn't. They flipped the switch. It was bad. Draymond Green flirted with getting tossed out the entire game. He's flirting with another potential... Suspension if he gets one more technical foul he'll be suspended for another game. He has his eighteenth currently. So there's just so many different storylines. We wanted to get rid of Draymond. We wanted to re sign him. We wanted to get rid of him. We wanted to re sign him throughout that entire game. Draymond Green is just he's a roller coaster ride. Shout out Santa Cruz Warriors. Go to the boardwalk, the giant dipper. That's what the Draymond Green experience is with the Golden State Warriors. Whether you love him or hate him, the guys must see TV at times. So is Stephen Curry who dropped, he's so he's so filthy, 39 points last night, along with Jordan Poole, who dropped 21. And that was a win they desperately needed. It was a win that I don't think they win the beginning of the season. They definitely don't. I don't even know if they win it without Draymond Green's feistiness. But I do know this. If the Warriors play like that, like they did last night, with the sort of effort and fight they showed in the second half... They absolutely could make a run. Now, <laughs> the problem with this season is they have a game like this and then they could lose to the Spurs on Friday and it's all just out the window. Three games over 500 31 31-8 at home. They are a different team at home than they are on the road. That's just a fact. They are a championship-level team when they are at home. Granted, they just lost a horrible game to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who the Warriors are now a half game over in the Western Conference. As we look at the standings right now, the Warriors are currently holding the sixth spot. And if the season ended today, folks, they would be going up to Sacramento to take on the Kings. 888-957-9570, 888 Please, I would like you to get involved. YouTube chat, hello. Twitch, hello. Comcast Business Text Line, 888-957-9570. Please get involved. Call that number as well. Lines are open. From the YouTube chat, Morale, Stunaran, good morning. Good morning. Brandon Cadiz, Draymond's Technical was essential. Until then, no energy from the team. The energy shifted after that. It definitely shifted after halftime because even after that technical, the the Pelicans are still just nailing threes. There are still sloppy turnovers. You had that Draymond offensive foul that they reviewed. And listen, you can get mad at the refs all you want. Draymond, Draymond was playing like a guy last night early in the game that wanted to get tossed. Then something clicked. Him and Ingram going at it. Expletives flying everywhere. They kept zooming in on Draymond's face. I was like, okay, TNT, okay, Uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. I built feed, switching back. I was like, okay, just gonna leave him on there. You can read lips. So, a lot to get into as it pertains to Draymond Green. Let's hear Tim Roy's calls last night and all that right here on 95.7 the game. Tim Roy, I was listening uh, through some of these calls in the morning, just going through it, pulling sound and. The disgust level that the great Tim Roy will have in some of these calls for the refs, it's tremendous. Let's start with this one, with Brandon Ingram getting fouled. Uh, Check that. Tim Roy calling uh, calling out the refs and some of the calls made last night. And this kind of set the tone for what we're going to talk about. So here's Tim Roy talking about what was going on last night.
4: And, again, this goes back to my theory, Tom, and that's Uh why I think we need to really look at this as a league. These guys with all the cameras and everybody filming everything with their phones, they call everything now. And there's no feel or flow to this game. Yeah. And they get graded on every call. Yep. So he's going, "Oh, I might get docked on that. I'm going to call that. Instead of, okay, you're taking a three-quarter shot. Get off the phone.
5: So that was in response to Brandon Ingram. And actually, I do have that call right here. Brandon Ingram getting fouled by Gary Payton the second at the end of that first quarter to make it 33-25 New Orleans. It was a big play. It was also a boneheaded play from Gary Payton. And here's the call uh, from Tim Roy last night, 95-7 the game.
4: Ingram from three-quarter court fires it down the length of the floor. No good, but a foul! Kevin Cutler's going to call a foul on the Warriors. We're just trying to get out of the way. So point eight, and Ingram gets three shots wow. on a call that should have never been made.
5: I understand Tim's disdain right there, and I, I get it. Like you never really see that call, but <laughs> that was a boneheaded foul from Gary Payton the second. That was dumb. He kind of snuck in front of him there. He's clearly going to be hunting, and they rewarded it. Now, should they have? That's semantics. It was a foul. You just don't see it called that often on a three quarters, uh, three quarter of the court shot like that. Like it was like barely half court. Like, that doesn't get called. But it was called last night. Ingram sunk all of the free throws, and it was 33-25 to the end of the first quarter. It was just a bad first half. Like, it almost was like that first half was the road warriors, and that second half was the home warriors. That's what we saw last night. We saw just sloppy, bad mistakes. Guys looking unsure of themselves. Dante DiVincenzo, not looking sure. His roles kind of changed. He's been in and out of the starting lineup all season long. He started last night just driving to the cup, not knowing what to do. Picked it up in the second half, ended up having four of eight shooting on the night, 13 points, five rebounds, checked that seven, and two assists. So DiVincenzo eventually got out of that funk. But that first half, whew, it was bad. It was bad. And it kind of culminated all with this one right here from Draymond Green and Brandon Ingram.
4: Yeah. There you go. Yep. The way they're calling it, yep. it was upgraded to a flagrant one. Draymond applauds Ed Malloy. He's very close to getting kicked out here. Yeah. They're going to shoot two and get the ball. Nothing for Ingram for the shove. Nothing for Ingram for the two hand shove on Draymond. After the whistle will blow. Nothing for that. That that's that's not fair.
1: Sorry.
5: Uh I, I told you, you're gonna get a sense of what Tim Roy felt about that game last night. Um, fair or not. I mean, the shove from Ingram, could that have been called for something else? They gave him the tech for that. I think that was sufficient. They gave the tech to Draymond, the double tech, right there. The little T. There you go. That was a bad little T right there for watching on YouTube. There you go. It's so much disrespectful when you do the little T as opposed to the big one. I like giving young Benjamin the little T sometimes if he's throwing a temper tantrum. He doesn't know what the hell I'm doing, but... I think it's funny in my own head. 888-957-9570, 888 Comcast business text lines open. YouTube chat. Morali, Finally, I can see the connection with this Warriors group. It wasn't there in the first half, but we will definitely be getting there in the second half as we go along here. So after that double technical, and again, Draymond's just one more away from getting suspended the rest of the season, and we'll hear from Draymond Green about this technical foul in a second. But I wanted to play this cut again from the great Tim Roy, on the following offensive foul on Draymond Green, and then he got into yet another little tussle.
4: DiVincenzo drives, throws over to Draymond. He'll drive in hard, goes up. It's an offensive foul on Draymond. And now Herbert Jones gets involved with Draymond. he stepped on him. And now Ingram wants a piece of somebody. I just don't agree with the offensive foul part of it. And these two teams are in a real... Heated statewide. Right now,
5: I don't think Tim agreed on any of the calls last night, from what I'm hearing from the <laughs> the great Tim Roy on the call. So, yeah, another one. A little. They reviewed that wasn't any, anything malicious. No other tech was served there. No other flagrants on top of that. So, just getting a little kerfuffle there. But I like that. This is playoff type basketball. This is playoff type energy. And what Draymond Green and the Warriors did in the second half. It was special. They went into that halftime deficit and they looked at themselves in that locker room and was like, we're getting punked right now by C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. They don't even have Zion Williamson. They don't even have Zion. And we're getting punked. Jonas Valanciunas is making shots against us. And he's kind of owned the Warriors in the past. But he was kind of getting anything you want. They were dictating the pace of play. They were getting inside the paint. Anytime the Warriors turned it over, the Pelicans were right there to clean up that mess. And by the way, it may not look it, And it may not seem like it in that game, the Warriors only had one more total turnover than the New Orleans Pelicans in that game. That's how good they were in the second half and how bad they were in the first half is what that tells me. Here's Steve Kerr after the game talking about how Draymond willed the team to a victory.
2: Uh, Draymond willed us. To victory tonight. I mean, just his intensity, his frustration early, um, with the way we were playing, mad at the world, yelling at everybody, their bench, our bench, me. And frankly, we, we all deserved it. You know, like we are that first half was as poor a half as we've played all year and we weren't engaged. And that's what makes Draymond special. It's, um, it's not just the uh, amazing basketball IQ and defense and playmaking, but it's just his
5: sheer will and, um, he was he was the key tonight. Steve Kerr there, and here's more from Kerr on how he reacts when Draymond is going at him. And Draymond, he got subbed out. Didn't even know he was getting subbed out. It was kind of that. It was really awkward. It was when Kaminga was getting back on the floor. He was subbing in for Draymond, and Draymond didn't know. He was just he was just guarding. He was just there on the sideline, not looking at the Warriors bench. And then here's they cut to Kaminga's face, like this is awkward. And he's like, Draymond, yeah, go back to which Draymond was not happy, yelling at Steve Kerr the whole way, and here's what Steve Kerr thought about that. Yeah. I'm
2: liking it because I've seen this movie before. We, we need his fire. We need his fire. We're, uh, you know, this, you've been watching us for a long time. We do some crazy stuff out there. We get sideways. We get too casual with the ball. And without Draymond's fire, his, his energy, his competitiveness, this, this thing doesn't tie together, but he ties the, the skill together. We have so much skill with our, uh, you know, with our, our perimeter player, Steph and, and Clay, what they do, JP, but it has to be ignited through competitive and energy and ultimately execution because those things often go together and you saw the execution in the second half was totally different
5: Steve Kerr there talking about Draymond Green and his competitive and his fire and how it wills the team sometimes it would have been interesting if they lost that game last night let's say it was closer than that let's say they still make that second half run but they lose on like a buzzer beating three by Brandon Ingram What would the conversation have been like today? Because I'm willing to wager it would have been a lot of Draymond, what the hell was that last night? Now they won, so they get the benefit of the doubt there. But it's very interesting to see this little tightrope from the fan base as it comes to Draymond Green. And I know it's been like that throughout his entire tenure as a Golden State Warrior. But this year is a little different, right? It's been a little different. And maybe I shouldn't say little. It's been a hell of a lot different. Starting with the punch to start off the year. The bad start. The injuries. Wiggins has been out. We don't know. No timeline. Steve Kerr said yesterday before the game, he's been working out, uh, whatever that means, daily. So I guess, I don't know if he's, that's not basketball shape. He's doing like push-ups and sit-ups. Great. So still no timetable for a return there. So I'm not getting my hopes up as the Andrew Wiggins factor happens. It was just good to hear he's been working out do not know where the guy was, I thought he was like in Siberia or something. So that's good. But the season's just been a mess from top to bottom. And Draymond Green has kind of been at the center of it at times. Bad like and I'm not getting it twisted on the court. He's been a hell of a defender. He's been all timer. He's one of the greatest defenders of all time this season. He's been pretty damn good. He's been pretty damn good. Not the greatest, but pretty damn good. And he's shown up every single game with that fire and intensity. Now, in that first half, he was flirting with an ejection there. He was towing that line, and luckily he didn't. They got, they got it going in the second half. They ended up doing things, and they won. But I just wonder what the narrative would have been like had they lost. They didn't. I'm not dwelling on that. But Draymond Green is a lightning rod and is a polarizing figure for this fan base right now. And Jordan Poole, right in there, God bless him as I transition off Draymond onto Jordan Poole, putting the team on his back, and for all we spent on this station and in this market talking about Jordan Poole and the slander, whether or not this station has been slandering him, whether or not certain shows have been slandering him, well, you know what? None of that matters, because last night, him, Steph Curry, they put the team on their back, and here's a little pool party from last night from the great Tim Roy.
4: 89-83, 10 seconds to go. Ingram dribbles midcourt, stowing away, Poole gets the steal, and a dunk! Peyton and Poole combined for the turnover! It's a four-point game, and Chase is going crazy! Draymond Green comes up with it. Curry, middle of the fourth. Chest pass to Poole. Drives by Valachunas and scores! It's a one-point game! Pelicans 94, Warriors 93. Finds Curry with a save as the ball was going out of bounds. Poole to Draymond, back to Poole. Dribble drive, Euro steps in, floats it up and in! The Warriors lead by one! Last time they led, it was 23-20 with 4.06 to go in the first And the Pelicans want to talk it over. Poole gets to the left corner, guarded by the big guy now. Now wants to drive on him, takes a middle, leaves it for Kaminga, out to Draymond, back to Poole. Relocation three, yes! He doubles the Warrior advantage, 104-98. And they're jumping in the aisles here at Chase Center. Curry down the lane, underhand floater, no good, got his own rebound, no look
5: to pool. fires away, three ball, left corner, Curry with the offensive rebound. Little pool party there from Tim Roy, he deserved it, he earned it. Shout out Jordan Poole, great game last night, great fourth quarter, and this guy was so clutch, hitting big shot after big shot, 21 points overall for him. Stephen Curry, 39, as they combined for 60, and they desperately needed it. That was a win last night. They desperately needed, and that's the most important part. It wasn't how what happened, and maybe it does. Maybe down the road, this is the kind of game that could quote unquote turn the season around. I'm not. I'm not going to say that because I've been saying that all sing uh, all year. I said that after the five and zero homestand when they beat the same Bellicans team to wrap it up. I said this is the team to beat in the Western Conference, and then they fell right on their face on the road after getting Stephen Curry back, and we're back here. Clinging to a six-spot half game over the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I will say this. That was the most encouraging win of the season because of how they won it. Because of the defensive intensity they showed in that fourth quarter. Because of how bad they were in that first quarter and second quarter. And Draymond Green giving them a kick in the pants that they needed. That fire that they needed. And I'm not just going to give Draymond the credit. He is an emotional leader on the floor. But Stephen Curry is that as well. His shot-making, his ability, those three-pointers, that running off the ball, Kevon Looney getting on the glass, dishing it back out to Poole and to Curry, that was just as important. That was just as meaningful as the Draymond Green technical foul getting it into with Brandon Ingram. It's the shot-making ability of Jordan Poole and Stephen Curry that was the real reason they won that game. Don't get it twisted. They were the reason they won. They put the team on their back in that fourth quarter. They weren't going to let this team slip and potentially go into a play-in game. They weren't letting that happen. And the Golden State Warriors defeated the New Orleans Pelicans 120 to 109. Again, the final score does not dictate what happened in this game. It was just it was a lot closer for most of it. And it was almost like kind of like one of those uh Kansas City Chiefs game doing a football comp here. Chiefs ended up beating like let's say and I've seen this a lot. They ended up beating like the Chargers. Right, thirty-five to twenty. It's like, oh, that was feels was that like a blowout? Kind of feels like it. No, it was actually like twenty to like seventeen most of the game, and then in the last five minutes, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just put the team on their back and then smoked uh, Brandon Stanley and the Los Angeles Stars. Oh, okay, like that's just what we came to expect. Well, we used to come to expect a stat line like this for the Golden State Warriors during the Kevin Durant era, during the seventy-three and nine era. That's when we used to expect these kind of games and performances. Like, we used to hammer games like that in the second half for the Warriors. The odds would even be that great because you knew the Warriors were going to be making a huge run in that second half. The third quarter Warriors. Well, what was it? Uh, uh, Dubcon 3 was the line here at 95-7, the game. That's what we used to come to expect. And it was kind of refreshing and kind of reminiscent of the old days last night at Chase Center. 888, 957, 9570, 888, Nick Dugan on the YouTube chat, dude, they won. Well, Dug, I know, that's why I'm talking about it. Brandon Cadiz, the the defense rotating and helping the second half was amazing. Shed a little tear, to be honest. Yes! Again, reminiscent of those old Warriors, of even last year, of when that defense was there. DiVincenzo, getting out of that funk, good to see that in that second half. Can they build off this momentum? Three games over 500. can they get to another game over? Can they get to another game? So the, what the schedule looks like now, five games remaining for the Golden State Warriors. This Friday, at home, the wrap up the homestand against the San Antonio Spurs, they're in team tank mode. If you lose that game, then there are real problems. Then, Sunday, against the Denver Nuggets in Denver, before coming back home against the Thunder, and that'll be a pivotal matchup as the Thunder fell to the... Nor uh Check that. The Charlotte Hornets, wanted to call them New Orleans Hornets still, but the Charlotte Hornets, who are kind of Playing spoiler here towards the end here, the Charlotte Hornets taking out the Mavericks, taking out the Thunder, making sure these guys might not even get into the playing game. Pretty ridiculous there. Before uh, going over to Sacramento next Friday, and then on Easter Sunday at 12.30, they're taking on the Portland Trail Blazers to wrap up the regular season. Yeah, on Easter, you'd probably want a better game than that, but for the Warriors, you'll take it. Probably want an easy dub there. Here's more from Steve Kerr after the game. On his old guys still having it.
2: These guys, they you know, they, they still got it. You know, like they, they're champions for a reason. It's uh, it's harder now than it than it was before because of the, the decade long run and the energy that it takes. But at their core, you know these guys are, are champions and and it's gonna come out.
5: From the Comcast business text line, 888-957-9570, 928, Brandon Ingram don't want smoke with the icon Dre ever. From the 203, dubs, magic, and comebacks, do it again for the W and take back the sixth seed. 707. The elephant in the room is a long term deal for Draymond. I know we don't have chips without him, so pay that man. His... <sighs> are we all ready to, after everything that's happened this season? I know it was a hell of a win last night. Are we ready to give Draymond that bag? I guess you would say yes, because I don't know if you win a title again without him. Like, that's how important he is to this team. Can you replace a guy like Draymond Green? He's got a player option this year. Does he opt in? It's gonna how how it all ends is gonna be very telling. If they win, I don't see him opting it out. If they get to the Western Conference Finals and it's close, maybe he opts back in for another run at it. If they are in the playing game and get bounced, or they get bounced in the first round, does he opt out? There are so many different layers to the Draymond Green storyline this year, and we'll save that all for the offseason. But to your point, seven oh seven and I don't even know if it's an elephant in the room at this point. I think anyone, everyone pretty much has been talking about the Draymond Green contract. Not quite an elephant in the room uh, for us here at 95-7 The Game. More from Steve Kerr talking about what changed defensively from that first half to the second. All those turnovers and attention to detail kind of getting thrown out the window in that first half and then in that second half they just clamped New Orleans down. Bad turnover after bad turnover from the Pelicans late. Steve Kerr your thoughts?
2: Well, we always talk about the game uh, being connected. So what changed was our offense got better, which in turn helped our defense. Um, when we, when you're scoring, they're not playing in transition. They're playing in the half court and you can get your defense set up. You know, we scored 74 in the second half. So uh, more often than not, they were taking the ball out of the net and we could play five on five. First half, they had 20 fast break points. And uh, some of those were, were threes because we were turning
5: it over or having bad, bad positions. Good offense, in turn, making the team better at defense. That's what I was trying to say with the Jordan Poole and Stephen Curry. Yes, Draymond Green deserves credit, but Stephen Curry put the team on his back last night. Jordan Poole put the team on his back last night. Shoot or shoot, it's a make-or-miss league. And you know what? God bless Draymond. He does do a lot of good things when he scores in double digits. They More often than not, they win. Last night, he scored eight just off his you know average. So Stephen Curry and Jordan Poole picking up that team on the offensive end in turn helped the defense a lot more than the defense in turn helped the offense last night. Draymond Green was imperative. His playmaking, his energy, his fire, absolutely. But when push comes to shove, it's Stephen freaking Curry and it's Jordan Poole and no slander here this morning on 957 the game. 8 at 8 957 chaos. On the YouTube chat, that's what the YouTube chat usually is. It is chaos. But the man himself, or woman, chaos. Steph, in the last three minutes, was a masterpiece. He made absolutely sure we were not losing.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
5: That game. That's what he does. That's what he does. But here's Curry after the game talking about Draymond motivating the rest of the guys last night.
6: I mean, it just brings out that competitive fire that we have demonstrated for the, the decade now and just understanding what it takes to will yourself out of the tough situation i think i heard him say not a lot of people can talk when they're down 20 but it's it's built off of the belief and an understanding of you know who we are at our at our best and that kind of just competitive will that we've had we've been in a lot of different situations over the course of these years and for whatever reason no matter how bad we've played you know, and how inconsistent we've been we can pull off a night like tonight, so he's he's well aware of that and, and and has a feel for you know, when it was a little sleepy in the first half, he he got us going.
5: Definitely got them going. Stephen Curry again, thirty-nine points, putting the team on his back. We're gonna hear more from Stephen Curry, Draymond Green for the first time on the other side, eight eighty eight, nine five seven nine five seven zero 888-957-9570 if you want to give a call or text on the Comcast business text line there. Golden State Warriors take out the New Orleans Pelicans 120-109. to They improved to 40-37 and overall in the year. 31-8 and and are a half game ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves for the sixth spot. Come on back. More dubs talk right here on 95.7 The Game.
3: Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game.
5: Welcome back. Pre-game show. Josephoni 95. Seven the game. Warriors take out the New Orleans Pelicans 120 to 109. Improved to 40 and 37 on the road. Currently clinging to that sixth spot. That precious, precious shout-out Schmiegel shout out Gollum, my precious sixth spot out of the play-in, back into the playoffs. Currently, only half came up of the Minnesota Timberwolves, who do have the tiebreaker over you, and the T-Wolves are back in action tonight. They're taking on the Phoenix Suns. A lot of action tonight. you got the Lakers taking on the Bulls. A lot of stuff going on in the Western Conference. But right now, the Warriors fans, they can breathe easy just for the night, just for the next couple days, and enjoy what was a huge come-from-behind victory. Down 17 points, coming all the way back to defeat the New Orleans Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, Draymond Green, they're getting into it. Stephen Curry's getting involved. Bob Myers has to come down and talk Draymond down. And that was... That was kind of the moment of the night. Uh, Joe Shasky came in here uh, during the break there. He's like, Did you see what like Bob Myers said to Draymond Green? I was like, No. I was like, Oh, he's like, Oh, well, apparently this is exactly what he said. And it was interesting. And it was basically like, Listen, but Draymond, you made your point. Now get your ass back out there and let's play and let's win this game. And everyone's going to follow you on the court and you can lead us to victory. It's basically a little, a little pep talk. And Draymond Green, after the game, talked about giving a lot of that credit to the win to his teammates, and for them backing him up on the court.
7: At the point that I'm going to put myself out there like that? then you hope guys will back me up. And if not, then our season's over anyway. So uh, that's kind of where I was. is like, you know, I'm, I'm going all out here and, you know, need guys to rise to the occasion. And everybody did. Everybody who stepped on that floor rose to the occasion. That's what you'd hope for in that situation. And, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to my teammates. They backed me up as good as anyone has ever backed me up before.
5: Here's more from Jamon Green on his, If that felt like a playoff type of game.
7: It did, and as it should. You know, there's two two teams fighting for positioning, possibly being a tiebreaker situation, and you gotta take care of home court. We gave one away last game, me in particular, and you know, gotta do something to get that back. And lose two in a row at home, especially this point in the year, understanding our circumstances. So uh, it definitely felt like a playoff game as it should have.
5: Playoff type atmosphere at Chase Center and cannot wait the next couple of weeks. Whether it's play in, playoff, whatever. You would hope it's playoffs, but and you're hoping you get a a game at Chase Center if it is a play-in, because that is turning into a home-court advantage. No, it will never be Oracle, like, just like uh, AT&T Park, whatever, Pac-Bell. It just won't be Candlestick, but there'll be different vibes. Oracle is special because that's when the runs started. That's when those championships started. That's where it all began. That's where the memories were made. That's how it all started. And Chase Center, they got a chip under their belt now. They have a championship. They have built a championship culture at that arena. And there's something to be said about that. Now, whether it has a soul yet or not, I think so. I think there has been a soul created at Chase Center. When the Warriors are getting going, there's nothing like it. The louds, the screams, whatever. Joe Lacob and that whole management did a tremendous job when they built up Sucker. Not a bad seat in the house at Chase Center. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. From the YouTube chat, Ernie Chavez, 957 the game is a hashtag slander free zone. It is. I'm not here to slander anyone. I don't think we were, but people took it at like, oh, 957 the game. Oh, they were crushing Jordan Poole. No, we were not. Constructive criticism is different than slander. And I'm not getting back into that conversation. Spent enough time on it yesterday, all over on all the shows. 888 957 9570. Here's more from Draymond Green. And we were talking about Bob Myers going down there to calm Mountain. down. By the way, Bob probably should use that in his contract negotiations. If this was the game that turns everything around for the Golden State Warriors, I'm Bob Myers. I'm looking at Joe Lake. I was like, you know, the reason we kind of won this championship is because during that game against the New Orleans Pelicans, I went down there and, you know, I talked some sense into Draymond. You got to pay me extra for that, Bob. To which Bob says, you're damn right, And here's the ch- and here's the cash. That's another little interesting storyline as it's a chock full of them in this offseason. We're not there yet, so I'm not going to dwell on it, but the Bob Myers factor and his pod and all this, can't wait for what guest is next. He had Jay Colon just recently. Apparently Joe Shasky wants to get on there. He's hammering to get on the Bob Myers podcast. Uh, I almost just said it, the Bobcast? I kind of like that instead, the Bob Myers Bobcast at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Joe Shasky on it next, maybe? It's not breaking news, Joe. Sorry, Bob didn't text me. I'm not as tight as he and Guru apparently are and uh steiny which is the ire of a lot of hosts here that relationship with steiny uh bob myers and guru we'll get bob on the pregame show here though sam right we'll we'll, we'll work on that iffy on there sam's shook this morning by the way i've taken it behind the scenes i don't know if he wants me to share this info he dropped his uh during the break or actually it was during my last segment and i kind of heard a thud i thought it was just a chair that broke but he dropped his container full of oatmeal that's what it was right sam
3: Oats. Yep. Yeah. It was the it was the oatmeal spilt all over the place. Got it all cleaned up though, so it's not making a mess in the studio anymore. But uh, always a great day. A uh, great way to start your day when you drop your breakfast. Now it was, was
5: a glass container, though. Correct.
3: Correct. That it, is and it, correct. how did
5: and it just the, the force of it just falling off the, the table and it just shattered everywhere? Uh, it's, it's
3: carpet, by the way. That we
5: have that doesn't know, usually it's, happen it's on crazy. carpet. It's
3: not even that far of a drop, like a two foot drop on a carpet. I didn't think it was that bad, but then you hear the shatter and the, the everything broke. It was just yeah. an, a total disaster from top to bottom. It was
5: like the Warriors' first half yesterday at Sam Lubman's morning. But don't worry, Sam. The content's easier today after the Warriors defeated the Pelicans, one hundred twenty to one hundred nine. More from Draymond Green, as I just teased, it, and had a little side vignette there. Uh, thanking his head coach and giving a lot of credit to Steve Kerr and his trust.
7: That trust is there. Like he he trusts me to toe that line and do what I do and bring what I bring to the floor. You know, I trust him to make the right call. When he served me out after all of that happened with my third foul, JK said, I, I wasn't going to come get you because I thought you was just going to send me back, which I was. <laughs> and then I looked at Steven. He's like, no, come out. And so, you know, I trusted him to go out and he put me back in. When when your coach has trust like you and that, it's like if you're a shooter, you know, you can't buy a bucket. But your coach has confidence in you and tell you to keep shooting. That's huge. And that's my version of that, you know, where it seems as if everything is going wrong. And yet, you know, he's totally allowing me to be me. He's trusting me with three fouls. He's trusting me with four fouls with a minute and 30 seconds left in the third quarter. And, you know, when, when he shows that type of trust, I can't break that and like go pick up a dumb foul. Like you got to make sure that that trust stays there. And I thought it was huge for us tonight and a huge part of the reason we won this game. And
5: that's a big part of this season is that word that Draymond keeps using is Trust. Because a lot of that trust was broken with Draymond Green at the start of the season. We know what happened one punch man, all that, Jordan Poole. And that trust was lost. Kevon Looney talked about after it happened at the start of the season that he had to earn that trust back. Now, is that trust always going to be full? Is that fully back? Does all of his teammates mess with him on and off the court? That doesn't mean that. I, don't know, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is the on court product. And what I saw in that first half was a team that did not trust each other, that was sloppy, that was lazy, that was throwing inbound passes that were getting deflected and turned over. Then, after that tech, after that fire was started, after that second half started, that third quarter began, there was a totally different mood and atmosphere and togetherness on the court that we've seen a lot at home, not on the road. And like I said at the start of the show, that first half kind of felt like the road warriors And that second half kind of felt like the Home Warriors. And they got the job done. That five games left now in the season. You're going to be at home to finish off this homestand against the San Antonio Spurs. Get the job done there. That's four games over 500, And you're feeling pretty damn good about your chances about getting out of that playing game. Now that's all going to be uh, incumbent on or... What's the word I'm looking for? Can't think of it. Not great on the radio, can't think of the exact word you're looking for, but it's all going to be coming down to the Timberwolves and what they do in their next five to six games, how many of your the games they got left. Starts tonight against the Phoenix Suns, that's going to be a tough matchup for them. Kevin Durant, potentially, I want to say, playing in that game, don't quote me on that, we'll look into that during this break here, but potential Kevin Durant in that game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Either way, tough matchup against Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and all those guys. And you're rooting, uh, yes, sounds crazy, Warriors fans, but you are rooting for the Phoenix Suns in that matchup because you want the T-Wolves to continue to lose, and you have that they have that tiebreaker over you, and you do not... Want to have to have that play in game. Eight 888 957 We got one more segment coming up here. The cross jover, where Joe Shasky joins me. He's gonna have thoughts and takes, not only on Draymond Green, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, but on everything. Right here on 957 the game. Free game show. Joe Spadoni, ninety-five seven the game. Been reacting to the Golden State Warriors one twenty. 109 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. 888-957-9570 888-957-9570 is the number if you would like to get involved whether it's call or text on the Comcast Business Text Line Twitch and YouTube. Hello, they're firing up I made a One Punch Man Yes, that is an anime for all you anime nerds out there that are tuned in at 5am and that's what I call Draymond Green after what happened uh, with him and Jordan Poole at the beginning of the year so thank you uh, Damich, 1212 in on the YouTube chat for noticing. And thank you, Kyugi, on the reference as well. Thank you for uh, catching that. Not a lot of people do at 5 a.m. here on the pregame show catch those anime references, but I appreciate all of you listening at 888-957-9570, 888 9570 It's going to be the cross here in a moment so when Joe, uh, Joe Shasky joins me of the morning roast and cannot wait for his thoughts because the chats were on fire last night. Chats are absolutely... Once it's Draymond Green, and pretty much you actually just need to text Draymond Green, and then every single person in the chat will have a thought or an opinion on him. He's that polarizing of a figure. Just say the name. He's, he's like uh, persona non grata, if you will, when it comes to the morning roast chats, when it comes to the Steiny Guru, Evan Giddings chat. Those ones were on fire as well. Cannot wait for that show. At 10 o'clock as well. All the shows right here on 95.7 The Game are going to be on fire. Live and local. Warriors coverage right here ninety-five 95.7 The Game. It's going to be all Warriors all day. With opening day, though, looming tomorrow around Major League Baseball. Cannot wait for that. We'll obviously be talking a lot of baseball tomorrow's show. But today, it's all about you. And it's all about the Golden State Warriors. 888-957-9570. From the nine two five on the Comcast Mobile Text line. Joe, thanks for talking at five A.M. What a win. Dublin Marge. You're welcome, Dublin Marge. Appreciate you for listening. And here is Stephen Curry after the game last night talking about, and this is what we have been talking about for a lot of the show is Draymond Green, him getting talked down by Bob Myers, somebody gives Bob some effing credit that GM, what he means to this team and this franchise, doesn't get nearly the enough credit that he probably deserves. And that's probably the way he wants it. If you ever talk to Bob, listen to him when he's on the executive show every other week with Steinie and Guru. He doesn't like that spotlight on him. Now he's got that podcast. He just likes talking and having conversations with people. He's a real dude, and that's why we love Bob Myers. And that's why this team loves him so much. And Stephen Curry talked about that after the game last night.
6: It's just another example of it. Yeah. Cause whether it's in front of 19,000 on, on the bench or whether it's a phone call or a text or a conversation or whatever it is, there's a lot of trust in his perspective and you don't see him come down that often. So it's not like something that's frequent. It's just timely. And again, that's something that Draymond responds to cause he trusts, you know, his, his point of view. And I don't know what he, whatever he said in that moment, but it does go a long way, whether it's in the locker room, practice, off the court outside the arena, whatever it is, we, we 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 respond to
5: what he says. Absolutely do, and uh, Steph was alluding to that. Like, I don't know what he said. And, well, basically, to summarize, as Joe Shasky joins me here for the cross-jover, and it was Kate Rooney of uh, KTVU uh, Fox 2 who basically said she got a little snippet of the uh, conversation, and it was basically, alright, Draymond, you made your point. Now get the hell out there, and if we win this game, it'll be because of you and because you lead us. Now get your ass back on the court. And you need a kick in the pants from guys like Bob. Because that's who people respect around that building is the
3: head honcho. And that's Bob Myers, Joe Shasky. What a win, right? It's just wild. Like they drew it up. The full Draymond experience. <laughs> oh my god. But you know what's funny? Cool shirt, by the, the way. The amount of people that tweeted at me or DM'd me, the reason they won <laughs> this game is because Draymond was walking on the edge. <sighs> it's like, had he just locked in from the beginning of the game... Yes. It, it would have been a lot better yeah. for everyone. Nobody wants him teetering on the edge of suspension at every single moment. Right? Like, yes, we love the fire. But all the crazy shenanigans, the kicking and everything. Okay, if today, for example, they come out and they say, Draymond, you're going to be suspended because we're going to add another flagrant foul for you deliberately kicking the guy in the head or whatever. Yeah. Now he's out of game. Yeah. Like, he's a team leader. Right? So, and I get it. The Joe, he needs to motivate his guys. Hey, man. These guys are professionals. Jordan Poole has... I, I know people want to... Oh, he needs Draymond to fire him up. No, he doesn't. No, he no does he's not. a pro. Yes. Now, are there times when you got like, Hey, come on, guys. Wake up. Absolutely. There are those moments. That was above and beyond. Yes. Once he locked in and he played good basketball and started playing well and Steph Curry started hitting shots, everything fell in place. What? This Last night was all about them locking down defensively, not just Draymond, everyone. JP, I thought, best defensive game of the year for him. Oh yeah, tremendous. Kaminga emerging, and Steph Curry being one of the greatest players the NBA has ever seen. It was the offense
5: turning it into it better incredible. defense. That's what Steve Kerr talked about last incredible. night. It wasn't the defense turning it into great offense. It was the offense turning into great defense. Because once those shots started going down, then you could clamp another side. It's like, exactly. Oh, okay. Steph and, and, and JP are feeling it. We're going to get right back into this game. Let's just do our business on the opposite side there. And it was good to see Dante DiVincenzo at a bad first half. He had the same kind of uh, effect in the second half. He was... And this is the comp I've been making all morning, Chassie. It's That first half, I, I attribute it to the Road Warriors. That's, that just, very that's just what they looked like, right? Because they just looked like the yeah. Road Warriors. Yeah. And then they looked like themselves at home in that second I, half. They haven't looked I like agree. themselves at home these last... It was basically that game and a half because well, against the T-Wolves, they were putrid offensively. It was just wasn't a good game. Turnovers after turnovers, and it was both of these have kind of had playoff feels to them, uh-huh. but in different ways, right? Like you get the playoff game against the Timberwol- Timberwolves, Timberwolves. That's what it felt like because in a lot of these playoff games, you just have a lot of stinkers, right? I think back of that that NBA Finals game six when it was the Celtics and Lakers, and it was Paul Pierce and Kobe, and no one could buy a bucket, and it was terrible, and it was Ron freaking Artest making the game winning three. That's what it felt like in that T Wolves game. Now with this Pelicans game, it was just like. It felt like the old Warriors, like where they would just get down and down. It's like, why? What are they doing? It was an avalanche. And then third quarter happens, just like night, night. It was was an avalanche. Once they got it into like four or three points, it's like this game's over. I don't even need to watch this fourth quarter, which I did. And it was just JP Kaminga, the youth movement. It was just so nice to see those guys. And after what JP said about all the slander, I'm not going to get into that. But he definitely let the team know, let the fan base know, yeah, I'm still that dude from last season, and I'm gonna put the team on my back along with Steph Curry and combine for sixty points.
3: A lot of people are gonna to point to three pointers that he made or a layup or the dunk. He had some it was sweet. Off ball Euro too, styles. a lot of it. Yeah. Defensively, I thought he was completely locked in. Like he had a block, um, he was trying really hard, he was doubling at the appropriate time. He's got quick hands. Like yes. we can see it. It's it's really about attention and effort. And then Kaminga, like we we've just slept. On Kaminga, Kaminga defensively has taken such a leap forward. Yes. Um it's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. By the way, you referenced it, and I wanted to tell you what it was. When Draymond was, you know, screaming and yelling and going crazy and Kaminga goes to check in for him. It was Roger Dorn, Major League, trying to get pinch run for, and he's sitting there stretching, telling the dugout that he's not coming out. It just again Everyone, you you can't have one without the other. It's this so funny. This is what I would tell everybody. It's so like, funny. Dude, Draymond is an all-time Golden State warrior. He also drives you completely crazy. If you didn't... Trade and re-sign Draymond Green seven times in that game yesterday. Then I don't know what you're watching. He's you just had the ultimate Draymond Green experience yesterday, and he, it act
5: it, it seemed like he wanted to get tossed in that first half. He was absolutely flirting with it. He was towing the line. I thought I was.
3: thought absolutely with Ed Malloy in the crowd, and we know we love Ed Malloy Ed here. Molloy. Ed, uh, the referees were bad, but that doesn't excuse. No. You know, you have to have the. Le- you're Draymond Green. You're already a target from the officials for a variety of reasons. You have to be you got to be smarter than that in those situations. And I I look at a game like yesterday was a pivotal game. Had he been thrown out of that game, because these referees are bad, right? That's on him for putting himself in that position. And and so it's like, I I, I don't know, the Draymond thing... People are cemented with their opinions on Draymond one way or Green. the other. That's but,
5: and, and I said this and not to cut you off, Jasky. But I yeah. said this at the start. I was like, and people were getting and not at the start, but I was like celebrating the win. I was like, had they lost that game though, and it, let's just say it was a little closer, and Brandon Ingram has said, like a game winning three. We're crushing Draymond Green today. Uh, we're absolutely eviscerating him today. I, it's like that. Like that's what we're doing. It's like and now they won. We're going to give them their flowers and rightfully so because that was a huge win. And the bottom line is, it's a, it's a wins and lost league, and they've got the win. But ultimately. This is what you're going to have to deal with the rest of the season. And Warriors fans, whether you like it or not, like the the team goes as Draymond goes. Like If he moves on,
3: I don't know what this team is going to look like. Uh, and we're not going to get into look, that right now. It's true. They, but, they're not winning a darn thing without, without Draymond. Him. But, but simultaneously, but, uh, he needs to control yes, his, yes, his emotions just yes, a little better. I'm not yes. saying he can't have the fire and the passion. Yes. I'm saying it felt like yesterday he was teetering on the edge, and I was afraid that he was going to get suspended. Whatever happened where he tripped and fell, if that's any other player in the league, we're not no. judging every little tiny thing. You know, Draymond's going to be under the microscope. Yes, right. Yes. And I, I don't even think he did anything that egregious or that wrong. No, I'm not he saying the shit. guy in the head though is what but, it looked like, and it, I thought absolutely using. I don't even out. know. He got yeah. he got. I don't know. It's it's funny. He kind of got like caught up, and then he's trying to get off him. But Dre has a history of yeah. doing kind of weird, yes. crazy, borderline yes. things. Yes. And so I don't know what everybody like. It's just funny. It's the narrative around Draymond Green. It's never the reason change. they won is because he was crazy. No, the reason they won was because Steph Curry was unbelievable.
5: No, absolutely. And hey,
3: obviously the other guy's locked
5: 209 in. on the... I don't know which Joe you're talking to. Uh, 209 on the Expedia Mobile text line. Uh, check that, the Comcast Business text line. Joe, you run hot sometimes. You're the same way, so it's funny. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yes. It takes one to know one. Yes. I am the perfect person to assess insanity. And I've, you know o- what I've
5: I often said Joe Shasky is the Draymond Green of the station. I was called
3: that for <laughs> basketball by one of my coaches. <laughs> oh. but in Retrospect. But here's the irony. Super It athletic. takes one to know one. And if you think... Thirty-one-year-old uh, Joe is the same as forty-year-old Joe. You're tripping. Yeah. Now, I'm not perfect, but I'll tell you this: like I've gotten slightly better, right? <laughs> Draymond, if had... Joe, all I kept thinking, if he gets kicked out of this oh, game boy. for this. And we lose this game. We're gonna. This is one of the biggest games of the year. You're, yeah. you're in the box. You saw the box, as in the playing box. Yes, it, it's it's completely compacted. Yeah. And then when TNT, because I was watching on TNT, I, I was flipping back and forth, but I yeah. I was on TNT at this moment. They're staying the camera on him as he's on the sideline, and he's just walking onto the court. Screaming at individual Expletives. guys. Yeah, yeah. And I listened to Mully it. in the post game. Now, this is Mully, a Hall of Famer, yeah. played on the Dream Team. This isn't Joe Shasky. Yeah. It's Mully. He's like, I've never seen someone Scream and yell at guys, individual guys on the other team. Not just one guy, all guys. That's it.
5: No, it was it and was I was like, damn. No, they were zooming in on it and it was just hilarious, just right after. And, and it goes back to that, and you mentioned it earlier. The Jonathan Kaminga subbing in for Draymond. Was the funniest it's thing it's I've one ever of seen. the funniest moments of the season. He was just so like, I don't want to do this. He's not looking. I was like, Steve, like, can you help me out here? And then he was just like the little like kind of get your big brother out of the uh, um out of the room or something like that. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine. Five seven nine five seven zero. That's Joe Shasky. He's coming up next. Was insane. It was an insane game, and it was an insane win, and it was a win they desperately needed, and they have a great chance of wrapping up this homestand with another win as they take on the San Antonio Spurs on Friday. He's coming up next with Bontail, the morning roast. They're fired up. Stay locked and loaded right here on 957 The Game.